NYBG's brand new online education program, Plant Studio, offers bite-sized courses tailor-made for you. Guided by plant professionals, dig into botany, floral design, landscape design, and more. Online learning your way. Register at nybg.org. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. I know that I've told a story here, TC, uh, as recently as August. In August, I remember having a guested segment here on POTUS. I remember having it penciled in for CNN. And breaking news caused us to have to make a, a change because I remember I was going to have an expert from the state of Delaware, the subject lawns. And oh, I, totally I, remember. I, yes, yes. I asked I asked the question here, you know, reading about about environmental issues generally and uh, water shortages out west in particular. I wondered aloud whether uh, the weather, the climate change was going to spell the death of the manicured lawn. Do you remember? Because we had a lot of calls. about I people definitely remember. You know, some are, people had just rocks. Some people. Had, yes. yes. We're like watering in the middle of the night. Yes. Yeah. In that context, I told you the story that on my typical drive between the studio and my home, there's a house not too far from where I live where seemingly they've just like let it go. They went it's, rogue. It's a very nice residential area and and street, but this one and, and people all have manicured lawns, mm. but all of a sudden there's like this one house and I've always thought it was flowers because everything looked in bloom in July. Okay, now what but does it look like? Hell. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I know, I know from someone who lives in that exact neighborhood that it's been the source of controversy that the people in the surrounding homes are unsettled because they think they're like vermin, you know, in, in the brush. And what are they doing? It, it makes the neighborhood look bad. So is that person's mindset. Oh, that's so interesting. So why do I bring it up today? I bring it up today because there is a front page story in the New York Times today and a lot of good uh, photographs to boot that correspond with it. Kara Buckley wrote it in a fight over lawn and order. <laughs> a nature friendly yard prevails. Oh. And it's the story of a Maryland couple. So this is not the and, people in your neighborhood. No, no, no. But it could be. Well, now it makes me wonder. Oh. Now it makes me wonder about the people closer to where I live, that it's not just that they, hey, let's let it run wild. Maybe there is some planning. Maybe they're and, doing it on purpose. Well, I'm sure they're doing it on purpose because they could you know, pay a kid to cut the grass, right? And they have to be doing it on purpose. But now I'm thinking that they're doing it with some level of deliberation, okay. that this is part of an environmentally uh, an environmental outlook where they're running in a different direction. Neighbors be damned with your petty grievances because we're doing what's best for the environment and for plant life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The couple in Maryland lived 
subject to they're they're in a house but they were subject to a homeowners association right and the homeowners association very very upset with them for their as you put it rogue approach this case ended up establishing law in maryland that homeowners associations can no longer force residents to have lawns this is unbelievable. Yeah. Wait, let me give they, you a taste. Can they say if you have a lawn, you have to cut the grass or do these people not want to have any That's lawn? That's a great point. I have so many questions. Okay, let me let me give you a taste. Okay, Dateline is Columbia, Maryland. Janet and Jeff Crouch do not know which flower or plant may have pushed their longtime next door neighbor over the edge, prompting him to pen complaint after complaint about the state of their yard. Perhaps it was the scarlet bee bomb that drew hummingbirds darting, whirring droves or swamp milkweed that monarch butterflies feasted on before laying their eggs. Or maybe it was the native sun. It makes it sound like this panacea, like, doesn't it? Like, oh, the rainbow. Look at this yard. Believe me, if you saw the yard that I drive I by, mean, I think it's like I, I'm, year, I'm picturing not you know, exactly. running, running through it with butterflies coming out. Whatever it was, their neighbor's mounting resentment burst to the fore in the fall of 2017 in the form of a letter from a lawyer for their homeowners association that ordered the Crouches to rip out their native plant beds and replace them with grass. The couple were stunned. They'd lived on the quiet cul-de-sac harmoniously with their neighbors for years and chose native plants to help insects, birds, and wildlife thrive. Now the association was telling them that their plantings not only violated the bylaws, but were eyesores that hurt property values. Quote, your yard is not the place for such a habitat, the letter read. The Crouches were given 10 days to convert their front yard into a lawn that looked like everyone else's. But instead of doing what they were told, the couple fought back and ended up paving the way for a groundbreaking state law. Lawns continue to polarize Americans with traditionalists prizing manicured emerald expanses and environmentalists seeing them as ecological deserts that suck up excessive amounts of water and pesticides, the centers of power in many of these disputes are community or homeowners associations, which, by one measure, govern some 74 million people nationwide. And finally, I'll just give you a quote from the uh, uh, the, the, the neighbor, the, the next-door guy who was upset about this. As their garden grew, their next-door neighbor, Daniel O'Rourke, seethed. Around 2012, Mr. O'Rourke began emailing the homeowner association complaining that the Crouch's yard was overgrown with weeds, figurines, and barrels filled with rainwater, claims the couple would later contest. Mr. O'Rourke couldn't enjoy his own property, he wrote, due to the mess of a jungle next door. Further along in the story, Mr. O'Rourke continued to complain, saying that the Crouch's yard was attracting rodents, deer, snakes and bats and that they were planting shrubs and bushes how about this offense in no particular order my goodness so question for the audience are you on the side of the crouch family who've let it run wild but with a purpose or are you more sympathetic to mr o'rourke next door who says hey i gotta live next to this mess of a jungle this is the smirconish podcast from sirius xm 
Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Not surprisingly, everybody's into the lawn conversation. Elizabeth, you're in Louisiana. Greetings. How would you feel if you had a neighbor who went rogue? Well, this is what I'm saying. That sounds like an English garden. Have you ever seen those unstructured gardens with the free-form planting? I I don't know if I've seen what you're describing candidly. I don't know. They don't follow the, the, like you said, the shrubs of a certain height or a certain placement. It's really a freeform, winding path through it. Well, that sounds nice. Of, does it? Does it look yeah. just like a like a mess and overdone, or does it look like there was some deliberation that went into it? Depends on who you're talking to. Right. See, that's the issue. That is the issue. I think. I think that it's, you know, I'm a gardener, and I think that lawns are exactly what they say that they're doing, that they are, uh, economic, I mean, environmentally hazardous in some places. I live next to a golf course, and I worry about all the chemicals that are pouring into my yard. Sure. Yeah, I hear you. Gosh, you just, you just yeah. gave me a childhood memory we, um, when I grew up, sit back and listen to this. When, when I grew up, the, the houses were 20 feet from us on each side. So, you know, tight neighborhood. And we had a neighbor next door who had, I guess they were sycamore trees, giant sycamore trees. Listen to this, TC. I've never told you this story. The very, I got very few stories left. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, then, and then, and then you're, then you're, then I'm out. Then you're out. Okay, great. You as soon as I posted. finish, so here's one more. This is good. This will ex- this will extend our our working together. So I don't want to name the family. They're awfully nice people, but there was this recurring bird issue mm. where I don't know what the birds were. I was really young, but birds 
summer after summer were coming to these trees. Okay. And I mean hundreds, maybe a thousand birds. It was a song tree? In a tight little neighborhood. Okay. And consequently, crapping all over the place because they were hanging out for a while. Mm. And it became such an issue. I remember the fire department coming and turning on their hoses in the trees on multiple occasions just to try and get the birds. I have to ask my brother if he remembers this. No. Um, Is that a thing? And then then in the end, wait, you're going to miss the punchline. So in the end, without any warning, the neighbor cut down those trees. Because of the birds? Because of the birds. These giant, and he was an environmentalist. Oh, uh, but then that was it. Behold for the, birds. the beautiful but problematic sycamore trees. They have cavities for nesting birds like chimney swifts, owls, and wood ducks, and they take up residence in sycamore trees. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, cavity nesters. Craig, you're in Massachusetts. Uh, who are you sympathetic to? The, the the family that you know is trying to do an environmental thing here, or the guy next door with the manicured lawn? Uh, I'm sympathetic to the the, the crouches. Okay. The, uh, the the family with 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 the uh, I guess what they have is a pollinator garden. Is that what you would call it? Yeah, it sounds like it with the bee bomb and and um, the swamp milkweed. So they're, they're, they're you know a great guest, Michael, for you to have would be uh, Doug Callamy, who's from University of Delaware. That's the guy I had booked. That's the guy who was supposed to be oh, on really? with me on, on CNN. And then breaking news, stuff happens, and I never got to put him on air. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, he, he's such a proponent of this, and he's written a number of really good books. That's the guy. I, I remember I remember. I said either to TC or to the CNN folks, like, hey, hey you know, there, there's, there's always like a guy. And I don't mean literally it's a guy. It could right. be a woman. Yep. But like, go find me the authority. I'm like, okay, we found him. Right. He's in Delaware. That was it. But let me let me tell you, I, I stopped mowing my front yard like about six years ago. And my backyard's all pollinator plants. Um, these juniper trees started sprouting up in my front yard. And I just let them go. And, Cedar waxwings really benefit from that as a bird. And um, I just got off with the birds and wildlife in my backyard. And I live in a suburban neighborhood. And, okay, do you get a workout from the neighbors? Anybody stick a note in your box? Not yet. Not yet. I, I mean, I, I, I my really... heart... My my heart is with... No, I'm saying it wrong. My head is with the Crouches. Like, the Crouches seem to yeah. be doing the right thing here. I'd be less than honest if I didn't tell you. If I live next door and I'm looking at photographs, like it looks overrun. It looks like uh, gray gardens. Anybody know what I'm talking about when I say gray gardens? It looks like gray gardens. Okay. And maybe I got to just like shake that out of my head because immediately my mind thinks that's a property that's not being well cared for and maintained when, when frankly, the opposite seems to be true. I know because we're conditioned that way. You know, we grew up. We are conditioned that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Craig. I appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, it's funny that Craig would have the, the name of the, the fellow from Delaware. Hale, greetings. You are in New York on the lawn issue. What are you thinking? Hey, Michael. Thanks for calling. I hope you can hear me. Uh, yeah, I can. The, uh, we we kind of are doing that. We have five acres in town. We bought a Victorian house, and my dear turn broke down. So uh, I kind of let the back three acres just go. It wasn't really a planned thing, but we kind of like it. The neighbors really haven't complained a whole lot, and um, we're going to try to do a little bit better next year in terms of actually planting some flowers. Yeah, I th- I think we're in the we're in the midst of of people rethinking a lot of these issues. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I love gardening. I've, I've got to rethink it myself as well because I'm uh, up up until now. I'm, you know, hire the guy with the leaf blower. That's my deal. I yeah, want it to look right. nice. Yeah. All I, I, I just want it to look clean. Now, clean doesn't have to mean that everything's been cut and so forth. It, it can, but it's got to be planned. I just, I just need a plan. Pam, you're in Connecticut. You are a landscape designer. Shed, shed some expertise on this conversation. Well, I'm not sure, hi, Michael, where this um, house is located. What part of the country was that place in? Maryland, Columbia, Maryland. So East Coast, that's what I would have guessed relatively, mid-Atlantic. Okay, so I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast about 12 years ago, lived there, was a landscape designer, and the the drought situation and the environment basically caused us all to start removing lawns to save water costs, and and they wouldn't let you uh, water your lawns, so people's lawns were dying. So we started scraping them away and planting beautiful dryscapes with succulents and native plants, and it was phenomenal. And, yes, they get overgrown, but when the entire neighborhood transforms and everyone's doing it, it looks fantastic over time. People just have I mean, to maybe, it. I mean, may, right. I mean, because, if like, the house I'm going to drive past later today, it sticks out like a sore thumb, and therefore it looks like there's something wrong with it. Now I have to ask myself, if right. I drove down that street and every home were like that, what would I then think? You'd love it. You you would think it looks natural and real, and it's fun actually. It's very creative. As you I'm a cyclist. I'd ride my bike by all my creations with my friends, and point out the houses that I transformed, and everyone loved it. You'd stop and wonder <laughs> at how amazing these these things look. They grow into beautiful giant succulents, and, and it's mostly West Coast. I love the East subject. Coast, you got to be more creative because yeah. you need dark greens and evergreens to keep it going in the winter months when it's ugly. But sure. uh, it's going to be a challenge out here. I'm now in Connecticut, so we'll see how that goes. But um, it's smart. Saves water and saves the environment. And absolutely, we don't need golf courses in everybody's front lawn. You know, that, those days are I mean, gone. I mean, I'm, I'm the guy who is, is just throwing good money after bad, trying to keep Pacasandra alive. I, I, something yeah. happened in the last 12 months, and I had just a small <laughs> patch, but it totally wiped out. I've done everything, fed it. I'll weeded, come and I just, take it for you. Where do you live? Will you? <laughs> where are you, Adam? Yeah. I'm uh, three hours from you. That's where I am. I'm I'm the house that's overgrown. <laughs> no, I'm You're kidding. Down I'm top. kidding. You're not that guy, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not that guy. I am not that guy. Okay. Thank you, Pam. Appreciate <laughs> it very much. Quick, quick timeout. TC, this would have made a hell of a survey. Holy but what moly. would you say? We could do it on Sunday. It's a good Sunday. How would you word it? Will you Mm, think about that? I will ponder. I'll I'll send it to the uh, poll committee. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
there's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. This story is in my Twitter feed, and... Dr. Talamy from Delaware is quoted in it, of course, author of the book Nature's Best Hope. He calls the velvety carpeting of bluegrass or ryegrass ecological dead zones. It is a lightning round. Tell me what you most want to say. Drew, you're in Philly. What did you most want to say? Uh, I actually run a company that specializes in the installation of pollinator meadows. Uh, I actually just finished installing a 12-acre one in North Jersey yesterday. Wow. Uh, It is true what Dr. Talamy said. Uh, Lawns are dead zones for the environment. If you notice, the only thing that's eating it is bees on clover. Whereas if you look at a meadow, you will find thousands of different insects and bugs and small critters, which the environment actually needs. Hmm. And... What has, been the, what has been the experience with neighbors? What has been the experience with neighbors? Information and teaching them the actual benefits. Right. Instead of mowing a lawn 26 times a year and fertilizing it and doing all this other stuff just to keep it looking green, if you install the right plants, it saves water, it prevents flooding, it is much better for the environment, and in the long run will actually save you thousands of dollars a year by not having to mow it and take care of it like that. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, and is this is this a, a, a growing part of your business? Uh, it has been expanding vastly over the last decade. Uh, and the state of Pennsylvania is actually in the middle of starting a grant program where oh. they want to convert 2 million acres of mowed lawns two pollinator meadows over the next few years. Oh, I did not know the that. Environment, yes, it actually just started, it's, I believe, the grant. Uh, and they're larger scale projects where they want acreage as opposed to a homeowner with maybe like a little mm. 10 by 10 mm. plot. Mm. Um, Interesting. They want, to convert 10, they want to convert 2 million acres to pollinator meadows. Hey, Drew, good for you. Good luck. Thank you for the phone call. i got to keep moving. I, I, I promised I would uh, make it a lightning round. Jennifer, North Carolina, you most wanted to say what? Hey, Michael, longtime listeners and your radio show in Philly. Um, nice. We have, uh, <laughs> we love you. Um, we have a home in New Jersey and an apartment in Durham. And um, in, in Durham, North Carolina, there's a large number of homes um, where this is prevalent. The lawns are cultivated to manage soil fertility and manage pesticides. And so we're going to try doing a portion of our backyard in, in New Jersey um, with, uh, I guess it would be like your last caller, a pollinator meadow, um, just to, to make sure that um, we're sustainable as well. I'm going to give it thought myself. This, yeah, it's an eye opener. And I, I again, 
Total confession, heretofore, I've wanted the green lawn and I, I don't want the weeds. I don't want the weeds, but I've got I've to recondition myself because my, as I say, I, I want to make it a habitat-friendly environment. Thank you for that compliment, by the way. Kelly, you're in Huntsville, Alabama. What did you most want to say? I just want to say there can be a compromise here where it doesn't have to look, you know, shabby and ugly. Um, I've seen some that are really beautiful and they look kind of manicured, but it's still, you know, kind of wild growing and, and really pretty. The ones that I have seen that it looks like people just gave up on yeah. and kind yes. of like a haunted house kind of yes. thing. Um that's just neglect. But people who want to make it environmentally friendly but still pretty, it can be done. I like what you just said because somewhere in there is a line. And I don't want this to be an excuse for people just to not maintain their property and let all of our property values go to hell in a handbasket. Catherine, you're in Nevada. What did you most want to say? I'm actually in New York, but thanks for taking oh, my call. sorry about that. I ran an Audubon chapter before retiring. I have uh, native plants in my yard, and uh, it has rubbed off on my neighbors. I also wanted to say you should reach out to Lee Altadonna at Wincote Audubon, and he's going to help you uh, with what plants are native and and excellent in, in Pennsylvania. This is a huge push by the National Wildlife Federation and Audubon chapters all over the country Plants for birds, plants for pollinators, plants for butterflies. Um, it's not going away, and we need to do it right. I, there's, a, um, there's a particular nature trail. I'll give him a shout. Thank you for your phone call, Catherine. Uh, Bowman's Tower Wildflower Preserve, where I like to spend time and go for walks and so forth. And it's, and, you know, it's fenced. They keep deer out because they don't want they've restored to its native environment the way, and this is a place where Washington's troops, uh, in very close proximity, spied the Delaware and decided where they were going to cross and attack the Hessians. And this wildflower preserve is theoretically as it existed at that time. Um, Mark, you're in upstate New York. You've heard a lot of people speak for the sort of environmental side of this. What about the guy who says, hey, that place is overrun and it's hurting my property value? Yeah, so my my whole thing with this is, and I, I consider myself leaning towards the environmental side, but it's an HOA. There are rules, right? And this person just went out on their own and did what they thought was the right thing to do. What if you wanted to do a compost pile in your front yard and you were just throwing out refuse, right? Right. I, I you know, the, uh, to me, there should be structure and order in order so that you so that you can achieve the compromise like the last caller was saying, especially in an HOA. I mean, I, the other guy with how the plants were ordered and stuff seems very OCD or whatever, but my thought is if you're going to buy a home in an HOA, you're fully aware HOAs have rules. It's Everybody knows that. It's a and good you, point. And you bought into that, and you can't just willy-nilly then – change the rules because you've decided to change it you know again i'm not saying it's wrong from the standpoint for the environment and all of that but there should be there should be a process and a structure especially in an hoa totally understood thank you mark hey hey gang had to cut it short this 
tremendous interest. Continue the conversation on that on my Facebook page. I've posted the story. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.